Good evening, and welcome to Repo Rethink Politics, where we jump on the current day politics and issues going on in the world and wherever. And I have my co-host here, Chaz. What's going on, bruh? What's up? I got the I got the computer update, but we're not even using the feature, so I ain't gonna talk about it. I'm good. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> we're not even gonna use that shit. But we got the the Apple update, FaceTime conferencing or whatever you want to call it yeah. but we're gonna mm-hmm. try it we're gonna try it soon and we have all the co-hosts e what's going on bruh yeah. what up what up no call me mr incredible mr incredible <laughs> yeah we just went through On this Halloween. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that's a stripper name i'm gonna take my four-year-old four-year-old out on a trick-or-treating tomorrow so I'm my mind right you know yeah, yeah. It's the right it's thing incredible. to do. It's the right <laughs> thing to do. So, Mr. Incredible in the house. So, we haven't been on for a while, fellas. And looking at yeah. what's been going on in the stretch of things, um, you got the primaries. You got um, you got this voter suppression in North Carolina, yep. uh, Georgia, and Texas too. Um, and because I didn't catch anything more than that, but that's what's really right there. And then this past week, where all the hate crimes actually kicked in with three and, separate yeah. incidents. So we got to talk about that because you know we had a we had a discussion on a, another podcast M three, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, before all this shit happened, we're you know we'll get into it. But that's but we definitely got to talk about that later. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So let's let's jump into primary time because um, one of the things. No, let me back up. From our last episode, we was talking about uh, leaving the fucking country. And <laughs> so what me and he was talking about before you jumped on was I went to Cuba, and mm-hmm. you know I was so comfortable in that place and the people were so warm. But it's a communist country, so. That would be a place that I don't know how I'll be able to transition there without mm-hmm. having ownership. So mm. a whole different perspective. Um, I'm going to find out next time I go. But very, very fantastic country. Very, very warm and welcoming people. And just the environment was just amazing. So that was a plus in itself. And it made me realize that the other islands were so commercialized and that's what it must have been like before you know these big companies came down from that yep so it made it interesting from that but with that said did did y'all still have something in mind or was it just a fleeting moment of frustration man hell no that wasn't fleeting (laughs) first of all (laughs) the lingo the app is installed right motherfucking now (laughs) Shit, I'm going to my little introduction lessons. You know what? I'll probably be just a G and just have to move. Just learn the shit, you know, being in France. Bonjour. You know Bonjour. what I'm saying? <laughs> Bonjour. You know Babble. Do the babble shit. Yeah. Right? Babble, yeah. yeah. The Giorno, Bonjourno. So I was, I was you know, yeah, like, I know that one. it's very much a real thought. It's very much a, yeah. from a legal entity perspective, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. can I put money in an LLC or a corporation? And you know, I but can I if I'm willing to get taxed twice or three times, you know, from 
mm-hmm. you know, from U.S. to wherever, then and I can live comfortably. Then, like, why, why, why wouldn't I? Yeah, why not? Why not well, which, be deflated? You which know what I'm countries, saying? Yeah. Which countries would oh. you? You said France, but which, where are you looking? Because you got, you still got to remember, you got um these governments that have these laws that you know. You of course. Study before you know, like Cuba's. That's, you had the communist country. Yeah. So, so France makes sense if I if I'm earning a decent amount and I come in and I invest a certain amount in the country. Right. So, from a business or entrepreneurial perspective, I have certain privileges and protections per se. I mean, coming in on that level would be great. Otherwise, as, as a expat or quote unquote, I don't I don't know what that looks like. I just know the um, from the business environment there are advantages in being just a Ex- regular expat without any investment so that's still stuff i have to research otherwise i'm not really i haven't looked more into actual you know relocation but this very it's not pleading at all at this point it's only strengthened and only validated validated those thoughts and those you know those feelings absolutely um i know e you 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 still have the family dynamics and um and really yeah. trying to stabilize what you have so it, it wouldn't be anything, but but in your mind, would it be would it be an option though? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely an option. The question is where. That's because um my wife is um she's been all over Africa because um, she worked with a nonprofit, so she knows those countries that you know we probably don't know that you, we can go to and, and have a normal life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm like wide open. I've, I've thought about countries in Asia that, you know, as long as their, you know, society isn't as, you know, as racist as, you know, you know, as maybe something that we wouldn't as you know, expect. Right, 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 right. But, you know, my belief is that, I don't know, I feel like um, black Americans, like black men, whenever they're outside the country, they get more respect in um, other countries than they do in their own in, in mm. the U.S. So message. I felt, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I just, I mean, I feel it when I travel. I mean, I went to South Africa, and you know, you know, you just you just feel it. They just they want to hear your story. You know, you go. I went to Europe. It's the same thing. It's like, like it's almost like they they're, they're confused why you're even in their country, and it's yeah. Why aren't you? Because I guess they don't see black men out. You know. American black men just casually just traveling on a regular basis, like just chilling. And that's kind of the way I felt, you know, and I, I'm not talking about Jamaica or, you know, Puerto <laughs> yeah, Rico, or, right. you know, but I'm just talking like, I'm just out with the family or I'm, or, you know, we're just out on vacation, but I haven't actually sat down and thought about the actual countries just yet. Cause right. you know, as long as it has palm trees and good weather. Oh, there you, know, you go. I'm good. So to your point, I think my next options that I really want to kind of look at is Africa because, you know, I went around a lot of areas. I've been in Europe, up and down Europe, and it was very, very comfortable. Um, But I think that comfort level is because being in a Western led society, that's the alternative of where we at, where you're very, they're very welcoming and whatever. But I'm not sure if that's because I'm a tourist or if that's the reality but i want to do africa because i don't know what that feels like other than when i was in somalia and that was welcoming but i don't want to move to somalia you out of your goddamn mind um they still at war up in that bitch so there's other options so i want to try to start with south africa or johannesburg or one of them 
and then make my way up to either Nigeria or Niger or that one on the, the, on the coastal end right there because it's an option. And to your point, E, you don't know until you know. So you have to find out. And and this is all based on, you know, the conditions that black Americans are under that doesn't seem to be changing. Um, basically, with the structure of our government and those that's in charge, that's actually making it either worse or ignoring um, what's going on. And that's a very uncomfortable feeling to have in the country that we were born in. Yeah. So if you go to the UK or, you know, a lot of these countries in Spain or France, I feel like it would be an easy transition, you know, just based off of the laws and how the government is run. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Western. So, yeah. I mean, my, in terms of what you're saying, like things, I don't, I don't, I don't think about things changing or not changing. I, I guess I, I, I think about it, uh, you know, here, analogy time, analogy alert. There you go. So it's kind of like uh, a car. So I think we all been there. We all had like a beat down ass car. You put money into it. You know, you fix one thing, another thing breaks. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I don't think about this car changing or not changing. I think about it like, is this car a good investment? At what point do I want to uh, let it go? You know, Exactly. So when I think about, you know, just life in the U.S., of course, it's home, of course, you know, it's, it's wherever I've grown up is life is is families here. But at what point can I can I feel comfortable saying, you know what, you know, heart, you know, this will always be home. My heart will always be here. But why not, you know, why not live a couple of years or wherever or just own some property somewhere else? Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm any less patriotic or it's because I'm so patriotic in that. I believe in the ideals of the constitution or, you know, what this country right, was, right. you know, founded on. And, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. So you kind of think about that context mm-hmm. of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just what, killing at least Indians? On the front end. Well, that, and <laughs> just, <laughs> well, no, just the idea of escaping persecution. Right. So if you just, right. a bunch of men and women, you know, fleeing London coming over here and it's like, you know, let's be free. Quote, unquote. And what is freedom? So I think you made a really good point, though, and I don't want I don't want to gloss over it because I think you you said some poignant things. But the one thing is just because I leave here doesn't mean that I'm not an American. I know who I am. I just have the option that I can go where the fuck I want. Yes. It's it's not it's not like I'm really giving up. It's just I just want something different. No, but I think that's a very fair, you know, if I'm if so, if I'm younger and I see somebody who can help. And they leave, and a couple of years later, they come back. I'm like, where were you? And they say, you know, I went overseas, but, you know, you didn't help me or da-da-da. You could have lifted me up. Does that does that person have a fair point? You know, I'm not really sure, but I, it's something to consider. True. Who's that, who's that person? It's just whoever. It's different as a family. Because I'll be like, you know, I got you know, my family. You know what? Fair enough. Who are you? Yeah, who the fuck are you? I mean, you asking me shit like that? That's that's me being selfish, though. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? That's if you. So does this conversation change if you have a family versus if you're like a unmarried professional, unmarried, you know, young person? Yeah. Uh, To be honest, yeah. I mean, for me, that's my opinion. I mean, once I, you know, once, once I had a daughter, you know, it changes everything because you know, this is. 
yeah. me and my wife, you know, we can kind of just do our own thing and then, you know, we're flexible or whatever. But don't you have a, like a child, you know, and it's, it's more than two, you know, it, it kind of, you got a team and you got to make sure you're good. Like first and foremost, that's in order for them to be know, good. It, it makes you look at you. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's, it's less about, I think it's less, it's not just about being like, it's bigger. It's like not just the investment. It's also more about the safety. The it's also about the school system. Well, okay. So let me, mm-hmm. well, both of y'all have family. So let me ask y'all this. Yeah. I mean, what's y'all general's, I guess, definition or view on what is community and, and how do you impact your community or what are the expectations when you have a family versus when you don't? So, so I, I want to go back cause I was, I had multiple communities. Um, mm-hmm. I had a community in my church when I, you know, when I was, yeah. and that was my community from there. Then when I was in the military, that was my community. It became a, a community even within that. And then when I got out, I had to embrace the community that I moved into to say, what are the values in this community? What are the the neighborly things? You know, I, I'm, I moved mm-hmm. to Georgia and I had white neighbors. Then all of a sudden it was flight and they got the fuck on because everybody from Atlanta was moving down to Riverdale. But I moved into a mixed community of white, black and whatever. And we dealt with each other with respect and everything. But when the influx of more black African-Americans moved into there, that dynamic of community changed. And then Mm -hmm. when people were breaking into your house and then people were stealing your cars or, you know, there was robberies up the street, you said, how do I protect my family? Because the community that I'm in it's not conducive with the children that I have that's living with me. So I have to make a sensible move and move elsewhere. So then the the reality is you, your community changes, but that old school, that community stick with it, build up from that. I don't know if that still exists other than in small towns, but Mm -hmm. when you in these, I don't want to say inner cities, but when you have these progressive communities, I don't think it's that way anymore. So in other words, it's like moving overseas is it's an investment to yourself. Yep. And your family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I view it the same way, to be honest. So what do you say, E? Because, I mean, you're in a different generation, too. So that's a different yeah. perspective. So what's your thought? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I mean, my background, honestly, is being a having a military father. I've jumped around everywhere, mm-hmm. so um, I feel like the traditional sense, maybe Chaz, what you know, of like a community, is kind of skewed a little bit. Like I, I've never lived in an area where the the town or the the town, the city, just kind of like grew, you know, built me up, or I just knew my neighbor to I- the point that. You know, I I never actually. I, go ahead. Well, I haven't either. I just want to be clear. I mm-hmm. let me just clarify. Yeah. What I'm what I'm I saying is. Well, hold on, but I want to say I want that yeah. though. Like, just, oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I said yeah. I never had that either. But for example, right. I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club way back in the day, right? And there was like somebody or some whoever donated 
some food and they gave it out to the kids because it was like a low income boys and girls club. Mm -hmm. So it'd be cool if I could be in a position to do, you know, to do the same. So all I'm saying is, well, I'm, if I'm overseas, I would still love the opportunity to still send money or still just impact people that way. It would probably be strangers, Mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying? I probably won't know them, but I would love to do that. But overseas, their community is almost old school. Because when I was in Germany and I lived yeah. in a, I lived in a German <laughs> town. I didn't live on a base. I lived in a German town. And I always have this story because I can never forget it. My wife went to a store. She was buying some stuff on the economy. She left the change and money on the counter. And she didn't come back for like a week or two. They put it in an envelope and said, ma'am, you forgot this. Someone said, if you come back in, make sure you get your money. Because they knew we lived in the community. They said that she lives in the community. She may be back. So, hey, make sure you hold her money. And, I mean, and they knew who we were by name and everything. Yeah, and, and we were black. But think about that. If people talked amongst each other to say, make sure she gets her money. Because that's mm-hmm. the black family that lives on Ekadenstrasse. First of all, you're treated like human beings and not criminals. So that's yeah. already refre- yeah. refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, how can you not love that? So, I mean, this is, it's not even just your opening question. Is it fleeting? It's not fleeting at all. It's just my, <laughs> one of the things I wrestle with is just the, you know, is it like fight or flight? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Am I fleeing? Or mm. if I stay, but if I stay, how can I fight? Is it a, is it an impossible fight that makes thing make things better? Does canvassing work? Does protesting work? Mm-hmm. Does lobbying work? Does donating work? Or do I, you know, for my own well being, let me get the fuck up out of here mm-hmm. and just, you know, give some money to the community bank, food bank, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? So let's let's change well, the whole concept to what you was gonna say. E, I'm sorry. I mean, I was kind of going to take it to the next level i mean if if if, you know god forbid uh trump had a second term or or one of his best best buddies or something (laughs) one won the next term then then this is a this is a real conversation you know right i'm i'm actually moving you know like i'm actually actually we just talking about it you know like it's that real shit going on, right? Yeah, I mean, it's this like hit level three. Okay, but hold on, Mike. Everybody, because <laughs> I, I, I figured this will come up. How much? What's the line between? What's the line between acknowledging violence versus overreacting? Because I thought about this. Yes, we had a bad week with mm-hmm. violence, but right. who's to say mm-hmm. it's going to happen again? Who's to say? FBI, whoever, you know what I mean? Like, what is this gonna? Is this an overcorrection? So, uh, let me slide this in before I answer that. Okay. If we didn't have the violence against African Americans, people of color, would you still feel any indifference about moving, or will it just be an option? For me, no. I would. I and again, we. We talked about this in a different context in the other podcast, mm-hmm. but just under, within the context of being a working working uh, professional mm-hmm. and just navigating, you know, those politics and such. Especially just for me, like I just been really locked in on my writing. Right. I just would love to be in that 
just a different environment culturally and again just following the footsteps of other African Americans who moved over there in the right. creative industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about it just on that level, just as a professional and whatever. But I've but been then, in the military, and and he yeah. was a military um, child as well. We're used to moving, so it's not a flee; it's a another option. Because if I move to North Dakota, that's just like moving to Iceland. It's just another country. <sighs> It's, you, it's it's not a flea, but under the conditions that we under, it's to benefit your life long term or your family. And to me, but I'm, go ahead. Still, though, for the community, for the people, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be for the people, how do you help the people if you're not where the people are? So and you got to you help yourself first. But if you don't help yourself, how can you help others? There's too many people who find themselves totally decimated because they think outside of themselves and said, I got to help them. And you forget about yourself. If you don't stabilize, I'm not saying be rich or be affluent or whatever, stabilize yourself before you can Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to help others. Or in the meantime, what if you went to France and you Mm -hmm. got immigrants that's all in the suburban area and you go out and assist them. Well, I left my country. So what you left your country? What you doing is altruism or altruism. I forget the word. Mm-hmm. You you altruism. really helping people. If you if well you you left your country. Yeah, I left my country. But that doesn't mean I'm not coming back. But if the effort is to give back, you can give back anywhere you want to in the whole world. Mm-hmm. You I, shouldn't I, have I guilt. Hear, actually. Yeah, I actually I feel so Chaz of what I'm hearing then is you know cuz I hear you now cuz I I have that mentality as a military kid growing up that like to the point that you know saying goodbye is just not I know it sounds cold but it's it's a normal thing to me. You know, I can move to another uh location and it's just a breeze. I just know I just got to move, you know, I you know, that's the whole, that's my mentality personally. You know, I don't think it's normal, but so I, when I'm thinking about moving to another country, I know what you mean. It's almost like, you know, we have the privilege and just having the option to just move to another country. But at the end of the day, you're leaving the problem, you know, versus trying to find a solution. Exactly. You know, for the bigger, right. you know, yeah. And that's I, that part. I what you mean, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the, the leaving is whatever. Like my travels have taught me that at the end of the day, a city is a city. Right. A city is once you learn city life, it's pretty easy to navigate large city across large cities across the world. So, in terms of adapting to Paris or even some of those other cities, I'm not worried about that. I'm more is what E you just nailed it. It's just the and I went. It's, it's not like I'm saying it would keep me up at night. I'm just saying in general. If if there's a problem and I'm leaving the problem, yep. you know, it's just I would I would just love to. What I'm saying is I I'm not gonna necessarily just not sleep, but I would just I would just feel better if I can be like if I can be like damn well I'm leaving but you know what X Y Z is in motion da 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 is in motion because I mean mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna get into it but we have these elections da 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 you know okay we got this wave coming so maybe I can just donate from overseas whatever but. Otherwise, but I, it's the people still not, you know, uplifted. Generational wealth isn't created. So it's just those 
large macro issues I would love to be a part of. But right now at this stage of my life, I don't know if I'm that person to really, I don't know what leadership I can inject into, into what's needed in our community. But right now. Chaz, you, the thing is what you're expressing is more than what other people are even thinking. You at least have within your heart that you want to do something. It's just, it's just so hard at this given point in time in 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 this era that we in that what the hell can I do? We got people because I'm looking at the news, man. I, I went out and vote. I looked at the the ballot, and you know what yeah. I felt when I left? I felt like, damn, what if none of these motherfuckers win? This is some bullshit. But I know that's I participated. The worst case scenario. Yeah, but that's the it worst feels case like scenario. all the worst case scenarios <laughs> are happening. You but know, you know what, what I mean? But on top of that, like there is a little ve- there's a little a vegan spot around the way I love a lot. Friday, I had to get something from there mm-hmm. and then uh for a little wrap. I was in there for like thirty minutes, thirty plus minutes. And I just got so disgusted. Like I'm trying to help out. You know what I'm saying? I love to help out veteran owned businesses, minority owned, black owned, Latina, right. like any whatever. I got if I can if I can shop there, great. But in between them, Mike, we had to do our in fact I think our first M three podcast was about the, you know, citizens trust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um you know, I'll just go ahead and name drop them because they are uh, they're black owned bank. Or the, they're the largest or the second largest. Either way, they're based here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we just, we had stories. I, I had a story. I had like a large check. It was less than $1,000, but they, they held it for like seven business days, 10 business days. It was ridiculous. Right. I was like, I'm trying to help out. And it's just on that level, it's, mm-hmm. it's frustrating because it's like, we don't have that maturity yet in our community in terms of the quality. Um, yeah, quality. That's what you're talking about. But yeah. but you try, that's, that's, but you gotta always try, and that's I'm, the I'm thing. Trying. Yeah, but that's the thing that I've done all my <laughs> life. I've I've had people to work my yard. I had electricians. I had investors. I've always said black owned business start with them. Now maybe maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm choosing the wrong black owned businesses. But I'm telling you, why keep looking when I can get this guy right down the street that can take care of it and I'm not having a problem with? You know what I'm saying? That so, makes no sense to me. So I'm just speaking on that large, you know, it's just the combination of, you know, frustrations, political frustrations. Yeah. Not seeing, you know, when you see gentrification happen in front of your eyes, it's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to just go out and buy a house? It's just, you know, when you see that shit happen and you know who used to live there. Mm-hmm. That's just real. It's just like some there's is wealth destruction and wealth creation. Like you you see it. Someone's losing and someone's winning. And but, but the the losers are the ones that either aren't educated enough or ignorant of what the rules are. Probably, but no, it's it's, it's, it's a lot of it. But here's <laughs> where my problem is. You know, I've even talked to executives of like. VP of um, Bank of America, and I told him, yeah. "Look, dude, y'all been cheating." Yeah, he said, "That's not my division, but I'm gonna tell you. In order for us to correct what we did wrong, we went into the black communities, we sat down in the churches, and said we're gonna give out um, before they take over. This was in Harlem, dude. We're gonna give oh, out loans man. for for y'all to own I think he your told place. Me about this. Yep." 
and the yeah. motherfuckers didn't show up. So yeah, they they mm-hmm. they tried to broadcast information, mm-hmm. and no one was re- no one was receptive to it. Or but they went to the place where people show up. So the assumption was, hey, look, support each other. If I'm here, this is where the the good information is. But if you go yeah. home and say, eh, that shit ain't for me, or eh, yeah. I don't trust him. You're going to get a crook. You're going to get somebody going to take advantage of you. Yeah, yeah I got you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't listen to the guy who's trying to actually help you out, preach to you, mm-hmm. then someone else is willing to take advantage of you will. So, I mean, again, that's the frustration, too. I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is when you ask, like, before, ask before the violence, um, you know, will I have felt the same? It was like, just, yeah, you know, just a change of scenery, just a change of everything sometimes mm-hmm. was just... It's, it, it does a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like I just, I did just traveling last week, and that was refreshing. Yeah, just having but, that. But you went to China when you no, went no, back no, to no, China. That, no, no, I'm saying. Oh, but that's that a one. major trip to say. Yeah. You guess what? Even if I went there and I was able to do something, I may not stay there forever, but I can stay there, build up wealth, build up some um some influence. And then if I come back, I have something to bring back and say, now I'm going to bring this to my community because yeah. I built up this and I built up some influence. And now let me see if I can come back and educate my community and take advantage of what I've learned. So I don't right. I don't think of it as running. I'm thinking of it as I just need to get away, build myself up. And then if I come back clean, I don't have to worry about work. I don't have to worry about anything other than now i'm working for my community yeah uh, i think that's that's for me that's the that's the ideal you know since we talked to this the, the segue really is these hate crimes because that's making our physically and emotionally and and mentally so exhausting because these people aren't you know, just running up, robbing a store and getting shot. These are specific targets. These guys targeted black people. He tried to get into a church. This and you dude, know what? what's his name? Gregory yeah. Bush, 51 fucking years old. I got to call people's name out. Gregory Bush from Kentucky tried to get into a black church. They said 30 minutes before that, they were having a service and only 10 people was left. But, but the 10 people locked the doors in order to say, let's secure the place before we leave. But if he would have came a little earlier, there would have been, I think over 40 or 50 people inside of there. And that's a damn shame that they had the foresight to say, let's lock the door because of what happened in Carolina, North or South. It may not even been that. It may have been routine to say, let's lock the doors because we're on our way out. Yeah, well, that's Maybe. true too. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? See, but see, that's the stuff that's happening that people feel like you know that this just keeps happening and nobody's doing anything about it. That makes people want to leave. That makes people want to escape. But uh, like, that, but gotta, e, I'm saying, e, what what can you do about hatred? No, you can't. Like, what can I do as a? I mean, when you have a president and you have a government that's the uh, partially the reason why some of these people feel empowered to to pull a gun and and go after you know express you know, their races ethnicities yeah. or religions whatever that you know mm-hmm. you got neo nazis feeling empowered feeling like they actually can do something 
Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the kind of shit that it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like they yeah. should be putting the the law down times 10 on people like that to be like, hell no. Like, you know, but, it's one thing if you're a normal dude, you got something wrong with you. It's another one. You're just like, this is what I believe. And you're saying the same thing as the president and the president ain't saying shit. It kind of normalizes it a little bit. Yep. You know, it's just this, the whole thing is just kind of scary as a minority in this country. Like, it, you know, that's the reason why I am afraid of the idea of, um, 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 another term. I'm, I mean, God forbid that would have happened, but I'm just saying, like me as a family man, you know, a young family, but thinking down the road years later, the future for my family, I'm thinking, I can't control that shit. You nope. know, all I can do is vote. Yep. You know, all I can do is maybe, you know, do something with my community. You know, even though I'm in Jersey and who knows where I'll go next, but I'm just saying, like, I don't. I, I, I mean, what the fuck is going on around this country is my point. Like, you know, I'm, I want to go down to South Carolina, you know, in a couple of months if I can, or Florida, you know, you know, and, you know, to see my in-laws or something, but, you know, or Atlanta, you know, but I'm just saying to be afraid to go to certain areas in this country, mm-hmm. you know, that's a problem. Like in 2018, me. man, that's it's fine. like, we're not, we're not necessarily thinking about like nooses and shit, but. You just when you hear yeah, about what you mean. What but you mean. but when you hear about law enforcement on hot mics talking shit, you know, making like racial comments, and obviously law enforcement is not, you know, they're they have bias. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously confirmed with the shootings, but it's just confirmed. It's just you know they just yeah. talking shit or yeah. Facebook post, um, he, just whatever. You know what I'm saying? So a real conversation I've had. Um, Cause I'm the kind of dude I mentioned it. You know, I like I like warm weather. I like palm trees. And <laughs> I used to live in I used to live in Florida. You know, I mean, although it was on a base, but I used to live in Florida, and I've I've always had this vision of you know I wanted to move my family down to Florida and get a nice spot. You know, whatever. You know, whether mm-hmm. it happens or not. But you know, you know, the only reason why that probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> I mean, in Florida at least, is it is Florida. Though. You know, like my wife. <laughs> My wife is scared as shit of Florida because of me too. The politics, all the stories coming out. You know what I mean, bro? You, I mean, I can't argue that shit. Stand you know? your ground. <laughs> yeah, you bumped into me at the store. Pow pow. Yeah, I bumped into I bumped into dude because I I I stand you know I parked over the line you know on a parking lot and then boom shoots me and it's just like and then the motherfucker getting away with it like there's no nobody's putting there's no example of any wrongdoing for yeah. racist you know it's just. It, that that shit is scary, you know. That's that's kind of where I'm at with this whole. And we don't have much power, you know, in this country and, right now. And E and uh, well, Mike, for both of y'all, um, I watched a documentary. It's on, I think it was on Hulu, but it was, they just went into the whole uh, Russia thing. And then I watched some shit on Frontline. Y'all may have seen it. I highly recommend everybody watch it. It came out yesterday or today, but the PBS did this whole thing about how basically Facebook wasn't really ready. I mean, Facebook just had such explosive growth. Mm-hmm. And just on the subject, when you talk about people and, you know, just... So just imagine, people are already people to begin with. On top of that, if you have um, bad actors who are, you know, it's confirmed, who are using the largest platform to influence people, then it's like, you know, where do we go from here? So, you know, it's it's... I think that element is still unknown in terms of just, you see Twitter is flushing all those fucking Twitter bots. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's happening on Facebook, but I imagine 
social media is playing a role too in terms of all this bullshit. Yeah. Well, you know what I, you know, I, I told you about that. They need a police on that. The government police that can put their foot down. I'm not talking about just the FCC. I'm talking like no, somebody. Saying, yeah, like yeah. fuck privacy. We coming for that. I mean, <laughs> hey, bro, like I know, that, I know. That's the, that's that China shit. I know, I know. But I'm just <laughs> saying just though, shut like, down the internet. No, but I'm saying though, I think all three men were on some sort of social media talking crazy. So it's just kind of like, eh, yeah. you know, you get inside that bubble with that rhetoric. You know, when when does when do words, you know, when does the pen lead to the sword? You know what I'm saying? And but but I if don't the, know. But if the president is denying that he has no influence with his words talking Bro. to people, that's bullshit. So the 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 uncomfortable feeling, the the anxiety that I have on a consistent basis is nothing is happening to the man who is causing this. You follow me? I mean, you you made a good point too that, you know, we had crazy people that were shooting up some places. These people had something that relates to what was told to them and they were following and actually executed on it. What bothered me the most about these three instances is the one with the guy who said he was just going to kill black people fell Mm -hmm. back because there was a Jewish um, people that was Bro, died, and so then it was politicians and the stuff. But the small portion in between is like, man, eh, let's gloss over that and let's focus on the Jewish synagogue. And and I'm not, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that their lives were any less than the black people. But everything just switched, and they said, we'll mention this if we have to. And this but, guy tried yeah. to do something and wasn't able to do it, so he just randomly yes. shot. And you know that's that's maybe an indictment of just news because I'm like, well, for I get one one story. Obviously, I mean, a mass shooting at this point in the United States, to be fair, is like what at least three, four people before it gets news coverage mm-hmm. because true. the shit is so commonplace now. Is it has to then, be more than five in yeah, order to like really what? get yeah. So, you know, for our sensational story, yeah, but I was, it was still uncomfortable. Yeah. So then you just go in from that aspect of like, damn, you know, if you're an African American, is, you know, just how, do, how, do, what do you, you know, again, I like to play devil's advocate. Am I being sensitive? Because it was like, well, they were older anyway, or like, do I have to rationalize why the story is again as much mm-hmm. screen time as I think it should? Or, or one or is do I just more important than the other? Exactly. So it's just kind of, it's just one of those things where those mental gymnastics, what if I don't have to do mental gymnastics? What if just, hey, some shit, some fuck, first of all, there's no guns. So there's no shootings. Or if there is, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I can just worry about baguettes, whatever them shit's called, <laughs> croissants or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Baguettes. <laughs> you know like one is way more stressful than the other one is way more uh what's the word Uh, so high high intensity or high stakes right like oh man we gotta worry about if black people getting murdered gets all the news (laughs) or or shit i missed the bus i gotta get some wine right (laughs) but but does that mean you're a bad person by saying I made my life better 
so I don't have to worry about these things? You know, e, I'll let E answer this because I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to answer that because I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking. It doesn't. Let me answer it for you. No, it doesn't. Your well-being, if you don't, and I'm going to go back to that point that I made. If you don't stabilize yourself and your life, how can you help anyone else? You can't. Now, people have done it to their demise, but if you are truly cognizant of what's going on and what you need in your life and how to get that corrected, there shouldn't be any guilt or anything to put on yourself until you say, my effort is to stabilize what I'm doing so I can be able to either bring back to my community, back to my country, back to my people. But I'm in a good shape that even if they are not listening, I can move on and find 10 people at this one spot and help them. Except for the thousands of people that's in this neighborhood. I'm still at a good point in my life that so, if I if I can influence the ten, I'm good. So all right, so Mike, because all right, so the scenario you're saying is that you need to fix yourself, or if there's like let's just say there's some problem that that you have, or maybe your family has that you're trying to fix, therefore you have to. Uh, what the other example was us like a family moving out of the country, mm-hmm. but what if? Uh, like somebody maybe might be the average person doesn't have a problem in their own family they just don't like what's happening around them you know which i guess you could say it's a problem but they just don't like like in my opinion you know i feel like we're in a good situation right now mm-hmm. but it feels like shit's about to get worse yep if we move the you know down to you know goddamn south carolina so i'm just saying mm-hmm. you know uh, it feels like that, like I don't really have any options because you got people shooting up churches and, and seven elevens because, you know, my I'm brown skin, mm-hmm. you know, because and then you got racists walking around with guns and then but yet I got a president that's not doing anything about that. You know, it's saying he's encouraging wrong that. it. He's encouraging your ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's the messenger. And but, so what does somebody do when they don't uh, they don't they don't really have a problem, you know? They just feel uncomfortable. They just feel like they they, they don't believe in what their country is, is standing for. Like, hey. the country don't have their back anymore in this kind of thing, you know? And I want to add that. We're only talking about one specific issue, by the way. There's a lot more I know, but women and, deal with. Of course. Yeah. And, and I'm just saying, in general, are we surprised, though? Is, is This isn't, you know... No. I, yeah, it's, it's kind of... It's, this is the this is the fears that we thought. When, okay, here's... When, as soon... As soon as the motherfucker said so and so won, she didn't win. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. It's this is going, what the country yep. is right now. So this when that happens, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know, is you just cautiously optimistic. You just you you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. So it's just, mm-hmm. I just kind of again, I try, I like to keep they're things. Not, they're not run. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So yeah, I I like to not be too yeah. doom and gloom, but. Like you just said, like when you're not comfortable, like like when again another analogy. Like if you if you have uncomfortable clothes, you get new clothes. If you have an uncomfortable bed, you get a new bed. Like anything that's not comfortable, mm-hmm. you're gonna usually replace. So is again. So I, let's put it in your perspective, though. You know, yeah. um, Chaz, you take martyr. If you was taking yeah. martyr and they was 
robbing everybody on that train each and every time. And you've been telling the cops, look, man, they get on at this stop every fucking day. What are y'all going to do about it? Look, man, we don't have enough people for that. Will you continue to ride that train? Hell no. Here's the only thing that I would do. Here's the only thing that I could possibly do. What's I would that? try to take a video of it. <laughs> I try to do a video like, maybe get fucked up and stop 12. <laughs> but that bitch on like YouTube or whatever. Right. Like, see, they do whatever. After that, it's like, shit, I did all I can do. <laughs> but, but, but then you already targeted yourself. So what if there's, what if there's other people that's part of that group that see that and say, yo, man, the next time that dude get on, because I see him every day. You just put a target on your back. That's what I'm saying. So after I do that, because, man, the motherfucker got that phone. We're going to take that <laughs> shit. We're going to beat his ass. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I ain't got time for that. I'm going to try to do my little deed. Mm. Try to record it. Hey, y'all see this shit? This is fucked up. And, and then you're never going to get on it again. But that's my point anyway. So you you still answered my question because you're not going to get back on it because you already put yourself in jeopardy anyway. So sometimes yeah. the the... The choice is to protect yourself. Sometimes it's just simply that. Some things you can't fight. Sometimes you need other people to fight with you or fight for you. And if you can't get that, you have to make a choice. Again, I'm going to go back. I made a choice. I got out of Riverdale. The, the, the government, the people was corrupted, but they kept hiring. They kept voting for a black dude. That was really just wasn't doing anything for the community. They were stealing money. They voted for uh, uh, a sheriff that was corrupt and everything. I was like, I, I can't keep doing that just because they're the same color as you doesn't even make them right. You can't keep doing stuff like that. You have to go within yourself and say, what is the right thing? Sometimes if I don't want to say racist on that. Sometimes white people will take care of you better than black people. But don't take the fact that I just don't want another white man. And No, you got to fucking stop that, dude. There's people that take care of you because that's the right thing to do. I just had to leave. So I wanted my family in a better place. I didn't want my family and keep fighting. And then if my child goes to jail because cops are taking them in with everybody else, that's that's not a. That's nothing I want to live with. So sometimes you got to make a choice. I don't think anybody going to judge you. And if they do, that, that's on them. Some people got that inner strength to be able to be better than that. Honestly, I don't think I do. And I think we talked about this last time. Like my analogy is always here in Atlanta, Marta. You know, it's kind of like for years, people have been fighting for more transit here. Mm -hmm. And we just now got it in the last like two, like 24 to 36 months. So if I've been fighting for the last 10 years, has the first like seven years mattered? Or again, has demographics and is this just circumstance? Yeah. And that's where I kind of just try to approach it. Am oh. I wasting my time trying to fight the system? Or opportunity. Because I always say that at you work. You said more moda. That's got, the, the train. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Atlanta. I mean, I know Marta. I know Marta. Yeah, yeah. So Atlanta Public Transit System. They spread out. Metro, Metro Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority, and it only goes. Uh, no, it needs to go more places and short, and that's kind of what the debate okay. has been about. Right. Some of the uh, other counties, and again, case in point, some of the other counties just didn't want certain kind of 
people coming to mm, their like, place of the woods. Like Gwinnett but, County. <laughs> but they have terrible traffic. And because mm-hmm. they didn't build a thin, but things were just much cheaper. Now it's just kind of like, and they have development already. It's kind of a fucked up situation. So it's just, it's just a weird, we didn't do it then, but it's going to be hard to do it now. And it kind of costs billions. But you're going to have to do something. Yeah. The problem so, is you have to. Yeah. And then it's like, you know what? What if I just, yeah. and again, in the U.S., what if I just move to New York? I don't have to worry about that shit. I got to worry about the train coming on time or something. What? Are you crazy? <laughs> Did you First see of all, the they six... have that in D.C. Yeah. That in there. Yeah. Exact same story. But yeah. The... Philadelphia. Girl, you know, you know. Same thing. Well, yeah. well, just, you know, that's all I'm saying. I just, in short, yeah. I'm just kind of like the, at what point... Mm. And it, it kind of feeds off the conversation we had in another podcast, just like in the workplace too. Like when you want change and your management or whoever just wants to keep things the same, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like either I stay at the job and like, you know what? I'll just collect a check and do what I need to do and go home. Or, or like, you know, I'm not, this isn't good enough. Right. So as a citizen here, am I okay with just chilling? And I say, you know what? We're, we're first world enough. <laughs> I, I'm, I felt like I survived for the most part. Right, or I'd be right. like, you know what? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So this is all right. So what I always felt like, okay. So when you're in a situation, let's just talk about like work, like your job. And, yeah. You know, let's just talk about fixable issues. You know, like maybe you're doing something, or they're doing something. The team is doing something that's just obviously not the best way to be done. But you're the one that has an idea. You know, sometimes you just have to speak up. Sometimes you just have to be the one that actually does something because no one else is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, sometimes I know I'm, this is like, you know, what, you know, this isn't no Disney movie, but you know, maybe you got to run. Maybe you got to be the one to lead. You know, I'm not saying you, maybe you could just take over your boss's job, but maybe you're the one that has to speak up and tell your, your boss and be like, look, you know, because a lot of times what I'm learning at least at my job, you know, and maybe I shouldn't be saying this on a public forum, but you know, sometimes <laughs> people just don't say shit, you know, you're the, you say something to your boss, you say something to that leader of whatever organization or that community. And sometimes you're the first one that, to, to complain, you know, maybe everybody's complaining to each other, but nobody's saying anything to the person in charge. You know, maybe sometimes you just need to be the one that be, that's the voice of the change. And then you can kind of lead that effort. And then you'd be surprised how much can actually change. And I feel like that's what's happening mm. around the country. You know, I'm kind of segueing, you know, in, in like Florida with this guy, Andrew Gullum. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. he's a beast. And he's speaking up. Yeah. And you in a, in a state that's just filled with Republicans saying the worst shit, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and getting worse and worse because they're standing behind Trump and all his racist, you know, supporters. And he's the one that's like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not him. And I, you know, he had a tweet that was just like, I don't care that I'm from, I'm not from Harvard or Yale. You know, I'm from FAMU, mm-hmm. you know, the FAMU, you know, like he's, he's proud of that. And he's the one voicing out, speaking against these, these quote unquote leaders and right. people are following him. You know what I'm saying? And so I think Chad, you got know, a point where sometimes you have to stay because sometimes you got to be that voice. Yeah. And I think that's probably the problem in this country. Or maybe sometimes it's the problem in minority communities where people just aren't speaking up. They're just complaining more than actually doing something. But yeah. I, but e, I don't think that's my message. Yeah. But I don't like, think I don't they right they don't know how to cuz there's a lot of it that Yeah. people talk 
and they don't think that anyone will listen to them. So over the years, black people just haven't been listened to. So they'll know just to complain amongst themselves. And here's the worst problem that I found coming up as a manager. Sometimes when you complain and it's right, sometimes they still not going to listen to you. But that doesn't make you have to stop talking or mm-hmm. stop pointing out what's wrong. Because when you stop, you fail yourself because you aware what's going wrong. And they'd be like, Mike's an asshole. You always got to mm-hmm. say something. I said, but y'all punk asses are sitting around allowing this dumb shit to go on. Yeah, I, I don't need the promotion because yeah. I know sitting next to this guy who kisses ass, they don't want me near that because then they're going to be called out. But I'm going to call them out, but I'm going to call them out with the facts. But today they may not even listen to me. But tomorrow they may say, you know what? We're going to probably have to do that. This dude's an asshole, but he's right. We're going to have to do it. You got to keep doing that until you can't. Or until you say, you know what? This ain't the place for me. Just like you said, Chaz. You know what? This ain't the place for me. I see where this business is going. I see where this country is going. I see where my community is going. I can't contribute no more than what I've been doing. I may need a change. Yeah. You know, and... But maybe they have to say something. That's all I'm trying to say before they leave. Because I'm, I'm, I'm. This is basically going in with what you're saying, Chaz. Maybe before they quit, you have, know, yeah, they got to say resources. something. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, well, I'm not saying talk directly to the to. I'm not saying like I'm using it as an example, Mike. But you know, like maybe you as the manager, maybe he's like, you know, they're like, hey, look, you know. Those morning meetings, I mean, maybe we don't have to do them at 8 a.m. because people aren't, you know, people aren't ready. People need the coffee or just people aren't getting in on time. How about we just move it to, to, to 10 o'clock, you know, or maybe that's a bad idea. But at least they're talking to you mm-hmm. and they answer some questions or issues that you're, yeah. you, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't realize. That. Right. You know? but, but the problem Before is. Before he quits. But Before the problem is they may be bad managers. Mm-hmm. So to me, I would say, OK, I'll True. do move it. How productive will we be if I move this? Well, I don't know. Then you can't tell me we can't do it at 8 o'clock. You have to give me a tangible outcome of what your suggestion is. Because guess what? If it's tangible and we'll get something more from it other than at the 8 o'clock, I'll change it. That's not the same analogy because in real life, in real life, we got motherfuckers talking about coal energy. And it's like, bro, I don't, you know... I don't think coal is the future. <laughs> like we so we defending coal like we got steam trains and shit. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? But, but we know we defending coal because the lobbyists are doing that. We know that. So if we vote in people who say let's reduce the lobbyist um influence, that's how you take care of it. You can't go directly to say I'm going to be logical and say let's reduce coal because it doesn't make any sense no let's reduce the lobbyist influence so then they're gonna be like man i ain't listening to you that's some bullshit you're talking and i can't get nothing from you anyway so no coal is not going to be the thing so you have to be a smarter politician and you have to be able to be a smarter voter because when they start coming up and you say hey by the way in georgia you know you got the secretary of state kind of holding out all of these ballots um what the hell are you gonna do about it or can you do something about it well you know that's a different then why should i vote for you if you're not gonna actually do that because now registered 
voters can't even vote because you telling me you can't even do shit about it. So I need to find somebody that can do something about it. Either they're gonna come back and say, uh -huh. what the fuck yeah. do I need to do? That's the same thing as being like, maybe I need to find somebody that has morning meetings, meetings at 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go to a department that is not strict as eight o'clock in the morning fucking meetings. How about yeah, that? Maybe that's yeah. France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, again, or the Netherlands or one of these places. Tune in next time when we jump back into the voters, voter turnout, the primaries, and something a little interesting that just jumped onto our screen. Mueller's sexual harassment issue. See you then.